0: Let, let's do it. I believe that God is going to speak to us today, and I just want to encourage you. If you're here for the first time, or first time in a long time, or you're jumping online and reconnecting with us, I just want to encourage you to to go back. You know, <clears throat> there's probably a lot of messages that I preached that that really maybe wouldn't be worth going back and and listening to again. But I left last weekend feeling like you know what, I, I, everybody at Bay Chapel, and I believe this, it was a kingdom message that uh, the the heart of worship is central to who we are as believers. And knowing our purpose and why God created us is so foundational to experiencing everything he has for us in this year and what that kind of life looks like. And so if you missed it, I would encourage you to to jump back uh, to last weekend. But today I just want to spend a few minutes talking about this idea, release it, release it. If we're going to step forward into the things that God has for us, I believe that there's things from our past, whether it's last night at 10 o'clock or 10 years ago, that some of us today are still holding on to, that are keeping us from experiencing everything that God has for our lives. Some of those things keep us up at night, and we're losing sleep over our struggles from the past. Some of us have walked through abuse and and dysfunction, from as I walk through divorce and painful situations and seasons of our life, that if we're being honest today, we brought our best self here and on the outside, we look great and we look like everything is good and we're just charging the hill in 2021. But deep down inside, there's pains in our heart and in our life that we still haven't let God heal. And today, I believe the message for our church is this, it is a day to release it, to let it go, to let God have his way in our life. And I believe there's a powerful passage, and I have preached this verse, and this, this chapter, and this book so many times. But God, he, he just, I don't know, just dropped a word in my spirit from this passage today that I want to speak to our church. And I believe it's so powerful when it comes to this idea of releasing it. It's a verse that maybe you know so well, but Paul writes from prison in, in Philippians chapter three, and he says this, and there's a part of verse that we preach so often, but there's something that just stuck out to me this week. He says this in verse 13. If you've got your notes, your phone, your, your Bible, or just your eyes, either, either all of those things work, all right? He says this, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. And then this next word right here, what does he say? Forgetting. Everybody say it. Forgetting. The rest of us, everybody say it. Forgetting. Right? We, I, every time I read this verse, I always jump to the next part. He says, one thing I do. Forgetting. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We all love the back half of that verse. I'm a jogger. I, I'm a runner. I, I like I, I like to go for a run. And so when I think about this verse, I always think about running. I press on. Man, we love these motivational talks, these encouraging messages, charge the hill, own it, come on, go after everything that God has for you. And and I'll probably preach that next week. Come back. But he says this, there's one thing I do. And he says, forgetting, forgetting. Here's the hard part. We all want to charge the hill We all want to move forward, but I think most of us have a hard time forgetting. Anybody in the room? You you, you don't have to raise your hand. We all want to experience God's best in 2021, but many of us have a hard time letting go of the pain of 2020. And I believe God's word for us today is that in order to step forward, We've got to forget some things. We've got to say goodbye to some of the things in our past. And I think it's a, I, I think it's a challenging word. I'm going to preach it with everything I have, but I'm telling you, I'm just going to preach to me today. All right, because I need this word. Some things in my life, I think we all need this word. Forgetting what is behind. My boys, they have this card game. It's a memory game. And it's it's with them. There's a lot of games like this, but the one they have is is all minions characters. So it's about 50 different little cards. And in and, and, and this stack of cards, there's two of a kind. And so you have to put all these cards out. Maybe you played one like this with the kids. They've had this for a few years now, and uh, they know all the characters a whole lot better than I do but you have to flip one over and then you have to figure out where the other card is. And if you don't get them right, then you have to place them back and you got to remember, okay, which character is where. I still have never beaten the boys in the memory card game. There is something so painful. I can beat them in a lot of things, but there is something that, that is so painful. You know, every time I realize what is wrong with my memory, the boys, seven, eight, nine. I just pull it out about every six months just to see maybe, okay, maybe maybe I'm getting better at this. No, I'm only getting worse at this. My, my memory, I, I can't remember. I, I saw that card two minutes ago, but I can't remember was it in row four or was it in row five? And all the while, when I flip one over, the boys, I could just see them. They're just chomping at the bit, waiting for me to mess up because they know exactly where the other one is. I can't remember, I, 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 you know, I just struggle with, with the, the short-term memory stuff. And, you know, I guess it's a painful thing about getting older. But I can tell you right where I was at when I heard the news about 9-11. I can remember where I was sitting, what room I was in, what I was going through, how I reacted. I've heard my parents say and those from that are a little bit older and wiser than me they can remember right where they were at when they heard the news about jfk anybody in the room remember okay so we're all younger or just none of us raise our hand uh, either way it, i can remember right where i was on 9 11. i can remember right where i was what i felt what i was going through What it was like in the room when the doctor said, your son has cerebral palsy. I can remember moments where I failed and struggled and messed up in areas of my life. The sick thing about our mind is this. We remember the most painful situations of our life so well. And I know that God designed our mind like that so that we won't repeat the same mistakes. But I think oftentimes the enemy uses the pain of our past to keep us in a prison. Isn't it amazing? I can't remember the minions cards, but I can recall a lot of the painful memories of my life. And I believe God wants to speak a word to us today to say, not only, hey, I I know that our our twisted mind sometimes recalls the painful moments of our past, but we need to let God heal the painful moments of our past so that we can step in everything that God has for us. Amen? Amen. And I just want to ask you today, what are you holding on to? What are you reliving what are you waking up at night dreaming about and thinking about? What are you still grappling with that the enemy is trying to keep you held back and held down so that you can't move forward today? What do you need to release and give to God? I want to illustrate it for you the way that the enemy often works in life. Actually, I didn't even ask for permission, but Jim, would you mind helping me? Okay, Awesome. Right, Jen, if you want to stay over there, I, I want to just illustrate for you, I, I got a rope today, and, and I think the way the, this is often, by the way, everybody, Jen, Jen's having a birthday tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be the same age again, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I think so often, and unfortunately, Jen, today you're going to be the enemy, okay? I, yeah. I think it's kind of sick that I've picked you out to be the devil here this morning, but, but it's going to work well. And if you want to go ahead and pick up the rope, I think so often what happens in our life is, is that we go through experiences and pains and challenges, and we pray, God, set us free. We want to move forward, and we're doing everything that we can to move forward. Maybe for you it's addiction and pain in your life that you're like, man, I, I just need, I need to overcome that. I need to get past that. And every time you try to step away into the new thing that God has for you, right, just like the enemy does, he holds onto the rope and he's doing everything he can to just pull you back. And maybe for you, you walked through abuse as a kid, something your parent did to you or said to you. And you're in your adult life and you're 30 years past what you went through. And every time you try to step into a new day and a new season, you continue to step forward, but the enemy just over and over reminds you of what you went through. And I don't know what it is for you, but I think many of us today, we're being held by the rope that the enemy uses in our life to keep us stuck. Because you're trying to step forward into a new year, into a new season. And you do it and you get a little further. you're feel, Oh man, and then one more time the enemy just pulls you back. He just pulls you back. And, and I don't know what that looks like and is for you. But I think there's three ropes that the enemy uses in our life. The first one is guilt. Here's what guilt says. Guilt says, I did something bad. Sometimes that can be honest confession, but I think the enemy uses it to keep us held back and held down. And, and, and if he can't get us held down with guilt, then we'll use shame. And shame says this, is I am someone bad. Here's what the enemy tries to do in our life, everybody, to keep us stuck in our past. Is he moves us beyond just something we did, and he tries to attach that thing to our identity. Because no longer is it this that you experienced abuse or that you walked through a divorce or that you made a poor choice with your finances. But now all of a sudden you start to live in a, in a perpetual state of feeling like you're a failure. You know what, I, I could never be whole again. I could never be healed. I, I could never make a new start in my relationship. And every time you try to step forward, the enemy just keeps pulling. you could pull a little bit harder, Jen. You, I mean, you're not gonna hurt me, it's all right. <clears throat> you know, you, you try to get permission to go play golf and the enemy just pulls you right back. You know, just, just, no, 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 I'm sorry. That did, that, uh, I don't, where did that come from? <laughs> that wasn't in my notes. No, this isn't a marriage illustration, but it could definitely be one. (laughs) I'm I'm talking about forgetting the past, and and, and I think it's guilt attaches to something we did. Shame attaches us, and it makes us feel like I, I am someone bad. But then the third area that the enemy uses, the third rope that keeps us connected to our past is this. It's condemnation. And here's what condemnation says. I deserve something bad. You move, this is the way the enemy, watch. And and I know if you're dealing with this, you can see how the enemy is working in your life. Because you made a mistake, and you feel like you are a mistake. And every time you try to step forward, no, that's just, that's just the way it goes for me. That, no, that's, I'm never, I'm never going to move. It's just part of my identity. And I believe what God wants to say to you today is that it is a new day, and if we're going to step forward, if we're going to make a restart, we've got to disconnect ourselves from the lies of the enemy. We got to, dis- hey, everybody, we got to cut the rope today and say, you know what, devil, you're a liar from the pit of hell, and I'm moving forward in faith in Jesus' name. I'm not gonna say disconnected from my past. Jen, thank you so much, baby, man, you're the, you're the best. <laughs> you know what I love? Paul, Paul speaks to this, because think about how many men and women of the Bible could have stayed connected to their past and their failure. I mean, Paul is the, the chief example. I mean, he was a killer of Christians, yet God totally turned his life around. You think about King David and all that God did in his life. You know, the Bible says this, David was a man after God's own heart. But there was a point in David's life where he was a man after another man's wife. Listen, the devil will use anything he can to keep us stuck in our past. You think about Moses as he was up there on that mountain experiencing the glory of God. And and God was saying the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not. And he got to thou shalt not murder. Moses going, what am I doing here? I'm I'm a murderer. Listen. Over and over, God chose to use people not because of what they had done, but what he saw in them. Everybody, we need to make a choice not to see ourselves for what we've done, but to see ourselves for what God sees in us and move past what we've done. Can somebody say amen? That's exactly what Paul speaks to when he says this. And I love the passage translation. He says, so now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life with Jesus. Can I just share a quick testimony with you? It was just a couple months ago. I had a guy in our church, Lee Shelka, stand, and we prayed for him as service closed. He was walking through a situation in his life, a situation that was old news that got brought up again that he was having to deal with. He had to walk through some legal struggles. And if you know Lee's testimony, man, he's, he's got a story to tell about what God has done in his life. And this was just one more hurdle. Last Monday evening, he sent me an email that he had received from the court system that said this, Lee, we just want you to know the case is closed. The case is closed. Praise God, man. I called that guy, I said, you're gonna email me? You're gonna email me? Dude, we got to celebrate for a second, man. We serve an awesome, good God. The case is closed, man. We're going to walk in victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me, let me just say to somebody today the case is closed. The case is closed. Listen, stop walking back into the courtroom of your past and bringing up old news. You, you, know, the, you know the painful part about our, our spiritual life sometimes is this, is that forgiveness is immediate. As soon as I ask God to forgive me, he does it all. He wipes my sin away as, as far as the east is from the rest, west. Forgiveness is immediate, but freedom is a journey. Forgiveness is immediate, but freedom is a journey. And some of us today, we don't feel free because oftentimes God doesn't do it all in a split second. But if you look back over your life and see where you came from and look what God has done in your life. And say, thank you, Jesus. I'm not where I wanna be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. God, you are doing a new work in me. I'm gonna keep stepping forward into everything you have for me. Somebody say amen. Somebody watching online type amen. I mean, let me just give you three other thoughts, three, days, three, three ways we deal with our past. Number one is this, we resolve it. I think oftentimes this is the way that I like to deal with it. Unfortunately, it doesn't work because I can't go into my past. And, and the reason we struggle so often with, with the pain of our past is because we like control and we like to fix it. And we can't do that. We want to resolve it. Number two, we want to relieve it. Have you been there? Or you've, you've sought anything in your life to bring comfort to the pain that you're going through and you eat your worries away or you drug your worries away or you search for relationship to bring peace in the pain. Ultimately, it brings more emptiness than it does healing. We resolve it. We try to relieve it. Or number three, we can release it. We can release it. And I think that's what God wants us to do is say, Jesus, this is bigger than me. I can't fix it. I can't change it. I can't go in the past. But God, you can heal it. And so I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I surrender it to you. Let me ask you today, what are you hanging on to that you need to release? What are you hanging on to that you need to give to God? Let's say today, God, I'm going to give you my marriage. I'm going to give you my broken hurts. I'm going to give you the pain of my past. I'm going to give you my addictions and my cares and and the things that I've been struggling with. And God, I don't know all the answers and I don't know how you're going to work it out. And I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. But I'm going to step one more step, one more day. And God, this time, I'm not going to control it. I'm not going to try to relieve it. I'm not going to search for something to satisfy. But God, I'm going to let you heal it in Jesus' name. Three simple ways and thoughts today that I think we can do this. Number one, we got to refuse to live in the pain of my past. Refuse to live in the pain of my past. Mark, I'm just glad you're here, man. I'm gonna preach for about 10 more minutes, but I'm gonna preach better having the keyboard here. So thank you so much, man. One, refuse to live in the pain of my past. Here, here's the way I thought about this. Uh, you know, I was thinking about football because it, it's like, man, football is great right now. And I don't know if you know this, we have a, a football team in the playoffs tonight. Yeah. Go, Bucks. I've, I've never been on a football team, but, but what I've heard, and, it, and this happens with a lot of sports teams. Oh, Mark, Mark, you can play, man. No, no, I really want you to play. No, come on, man. I, Mark. <laughs> I just wanted you to know you could be playing for a while, man. It's just, you know, pace yourself. Love you, man. Thank you. <laughs> Every weekend, you know, even in the, in the uh, post game, they'll, they'll be asking the, the coach and the, and the players questions. And oftentimes they'll say, hey, we're going to go back and watch, we're going to go watch the tape. And oftentimes what they do on Mondays, or whenever they meet together for the first time, before they go practice again, they go watch footage of the game. And they look to see what went right and what went wrong. But here's the deal. When they come back on Tuesday, they don't go watch the game again. And when they come back on Wednesday, they don't go watch the game again. And Thursday, they don't go come back in and go, oh man, you know what? Let's just watch that one more time. I just want to see what I did wrong one more time. I just want to see what happened one more time. No, they go watch it. They learn from it. And then they move on. Everybody, we have the choice when it comes to what we've done. We can learn from it or we can live in it. And I wonder today, how many, all we do is we just keep watching the game tape over and over and over. And I wonder what God wants to do in our heart. You know what? Maybe we've watched it one too many times, and it's time to move on from it say, God, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the past. I'm going to step forward. I'm not going to live in my past any longer. Peter says this, he says, pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. Leave them there for he always cares for you. Cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. What do you need to leave at the feet of Jesus today? What do you need to leave at the altar? What do you need to leave just right in front of you? Say, God, I- I'm leaving this in the room today. I wanna step forward into what you have for me. I'm gonna release it in Jesus name. I want to refuse to live in the pain of my past. Number two, I'm gonna find purpose through my pain. Find purpose through my pain. And recognize this, that the God wants to use what you've been through for his good and for his glory. Let me just say it to somebody today, God wants to use what you've been through for his good and for his glory. Oftentimes though, the way we work in our life is we look around and go, where is the, the path of least resistance? Where is the, pass, the, the, the path with the least amount of pain? I thought about it. I, th- I thought about when, when the boys started playing basketball, they're just five and six years old. And you know, w- when you're coaching five and six year old basketball players, it's like herding cattle, really. I-, I mean, there's not a whole lot organized about it. I mean, really the biggest goal in five and six year old basketball is to make sure that they shoot at the right hoop. If you accomplish that, I mean, that's, that's it right there. I don't know how many times I saw those boys, they'd get the ball, one of them, you know, the ball's just going all over the place and, and, and it's just like 10 kids running around, chasing a ball, just rolling everywhere. There's, it's just, there's nothing organized about it. And so often one of those boys would get the ball at, at half court and it'd be like, oh my goodness, I got the ball. And they'd look one way and there'd be nine kids in a hoop and they would look the other way And there's just a hoop. At that point, it doesn't matter what hoop is your hoop. The most common sense thing is to go towards the one with the least resistance, right? (laughs) Right? Johnny, Johnny, that's not our hoop. I think it's a picture of how we deal with the pain of our life. We're at mid-court, and we look this way, and all we see is hurt and pain. If we're going to score, if we're going to move forward, it's going to be through the hurt, through the pain. Oftentimes, though, we just run to the easy, easy bucket, and we think we're, we're scoring. We think we're moving forward, and the other teams get more points. The enemies win it. I don't know who this is for, but somebody today, you're gonna to have to step through the hurt. You're gonna to have to step through the pain and experience what God wants to do through through the pain in Jesus' name. I think about what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. He says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father. And look what it says, and he is the source of all comfort. I love that. Listen. There's nothing else in this world that will satisfy like the love and the mercy of Jesus. When I'm hurting, God, help me to run to you. God, when I'm hurting, help me not to run to m and anymore and Krispy Kremes. God, okay, that's just me. I'm just preaching to me this morning. All right, you, you got you. How, how, God, help me to lean and let you be the comfort and the strength of my life, my portion, everything I need. He says this, he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. I just want to say, church, we need each other. We need each other. I want to challenge us. I know some of you are watching online. And, and and I know why. And I, I know what we're in the middle of. But could I just challenge us in 2021? Could we lean in? There's somebody else that needs the encouragement that I can bring because of what I've gone through. Somebody else needs your story. Somebody else is going to need you to sit with them at Panera Bread or Starbucks or somewhere where you can get in the place. Wherever that is. I don't know. Somebody needs you to meet them at a park and spend some time and say, hey, you're going to make it through this. Listen, our world is so isolated. We're so consumed with caring about us. Hey, listen, in 2021, could we be the church of Jesus Christ? Could we lean in? Could we encourage one another? Could we link arms? And let's be better together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's do it safely. Let's build each other up. Let's serve together. Let's love each other and let's be the church that God has called us to be. Then number three, we gotta find strength in God's power. We gotta refuse to live in the pain of our past. We gotta find purpose through our pain. We gotta find strength in God's power. David says this in Psalm 136. He said, God remembered us when we were down. His love never quits. He rescued us from our enemies. His love never quits. He takes care of everyone in time of need. His love never quits. Thank God who did it all. Everybody say it. His love never quits. When it feels hopeless, when it feels like I can't take a step forward, could we just remind ourselves this week, God, your love never runs out on me. Your love never fails. God, your power, your strength is everything I need. When I'm discouraged, when I'm hopeless, when I feel like I'm failing, God, I'm going to lean in not to my own strength, not to my own control, not to my own desires. God, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I'm going to lean not on my own understanding, but in all my ways, I'm acknowledging you, and you will direct my path. Can somebody say amen? Amen, amen. Hey, why don't you just bow your heads right where you're at? Today, I I don't know what you're going through, what you're experiencing, but I believe this. God wants to set us free. Let me just acknowledge this right, just a moment between you and God, but let me acknowledge this. This is such an easy message to preach on Sunday morning, but hard to live out on Monday afternoon. I recognize this right now. there are people who have just listened to this message and you say, Wes, no, you don't understand. You don't know the depth of my pain. You don't know the hell I'm living in. You don't know what I've been through. And you're right. But I do know this, is that Jesus does. He loves you. And he sees you. And his hand is on your life today. His hand is on your life. I just want to say to somebody, he wants to set you free in Jesus name to step forward. To not live that cycle over and over, but to be free in Jesus name. Listen, forgiveness is immediate, but freedom is a journey. And I believe God wants us to step into that freedom journey today. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray, God, let it challenge and change us. Set us free, God, to just even walk into another day with renewed hope and joy, peace and strength in our life. Hey, maybe maybe you're here right now and you say, I'm not close to Jesus. I've been living life on my own. I want to make things right with God. Before we close, before we leave, you want to know that heaven is your home. Would you just say a simple prayer like this? It says, Jesus, I invite you in to be my Lord and Savior. I ask you to forgive me. Be the Lord of my life. From this day forward, God, I want to follow you and serve you all my days. You've said that prayer. I believe that Jesus is saving you right now making you brand new. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. And I pray that God, it would convict us, challenge us, but we would, God, leave here in freedom and hope knowing that you're gonna do a new thing in us today. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your word, God. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen.